special shout out to our sponsor, Qualia. Qualia is the category creating digital closing platform used by thousands of lenders across the country to seamlessly work with their title and escrow partners. By working better together, Qualia is powering lenders to deliver a differentiated closing experience for their clients. Through real-time communications, closing status updates, and workflow management, Qualia brings lenders together with home buyers and sellers, title and escrow agents, and real estate agents for a secure and seamless closing experience. Qualia is proud to have been awarded the Housing Wire Tech 100 Award for real estate as well as CB Insights FinTech 250 Award. Discover how you can work more efficiently with your title and escrow partners at qualia.com forward slash innovators. That's Q-U-A-L-I-A.com forward slash innovators. Hello, everyone. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the Mortgage Innovators Podcast, where we deliver fresh and hopefully entertaining insights on all things mortgage and the innovation propelling our industry forward. My name is Michael Guidotti with American Pacific Mortgage, and every Tuesday, you can find our rotating group of co-hosts, or what our producers have dubbed the Innovative Five, who all share their own unique connection to the industry. This week, I'm joined by my great friend, Sue Woodard. Hey, everybody. And we are excited to talk about all things mergers and acquisitions and the impact to the mortgage industry. Before we get into it, I want to make sure that you know that the Mortgage Innovators Conference 2022 is back in person next year for an experience that you do not want to miss. We can't wait for you to join us May 2nd to 4th, 2022 at the Hilton Anaheim. For the latest information on registration and sponsorship opportunities, head to mortgageinnovators.com slash conference. That's mortgageinnovators.com forward slash conference. I can't wait. It's going to be in person. So exciting. So excited. It's going to be a good time. And speaking of exciting, we've got a lot of exciting things to unpack today, right? Oh, we do. And I think with that being said, so much going on in the industry, some certain things that are hot off of the press. So yeah. let's jump into it as we talk to you know so the latest mergers, acquisitions, and kind of what we see and how that's going to potentially impact things as we move into 2022. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about some of the headlines. I mean, if you actually just even you know take a look online about you know mergers and acquisitions in the mortgage space, it's just like, oh my God, it's overwhelming. So we're gonna unpack all that we can in the short time that we have here with you today, um, but also really keep it to some of the technology vendors. There's obviously also a lot of mergers and acquisitions and going publics and all kinds of things happening on the lender side. We're gonna keep it really on the vendor side today and really talk about um, how these innovative companies are making moves and what it may mean for the industry. So some of the, the headliners that we've seen over the past year, we saw um, Stewart Title, They've been on a tear. They acquired Cloud Verga back in May, um, and I think informative research in August. They've gotten some AMCs. They're doing some interesting things. Volley purchased Home Captain. CoreLogic purchased Closing Corp. Both of those were in June. Um, we had Figure merging with HomeBridge, which is an interesting one as well. But just yesterday, to your point, came the news um, that Encino, um, who is a cloud banking platform, acquired our friends at Simple Nexus. And that was right maybe six weeks ago that Simple Nexus acquired LBAWare. So there is a lot to unpack here. And so let's talk about, I mean, where do we want to start? Maybe Stuart and Cloud Verga, Michael, you you know a little yeah. bit about that one. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, 
I think what's really interesting is seeing, you know, title get into that space. And I and I think we're where the interesting piece for me is even in some of our previous uh, you know, episodes, what we've talked about is, you know, some of the, you know, want to focus on the positive. So areas of opportunity, you know, and really I think some of the 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 areas have been around, you know, the communication and the technology between real estate and the lenders and you know the title side of things and as we yeah. move into the e-closing and and those spaces and as we move forward into you know the full e-mortgage you know whatever that means depending on who you talk to yeah. um yeah so i think that that stewart move was huge because you're really taking something you know that's more of a front-end solution and mm -hmm. from the title side really they're so involved on the back end and so it really to me uh kind of shapes what that's going to look like and really what their goal is to accomplish with that that acquisition specifically what what are your thoughts you know i, I mean to me it looks like they are trying to really um be kind of an end-to-end -end player at the digital experience and and so i think it's actually kind of exciting um you haven't seen i don't think a, a you know a title company in recent years making moves like this you know acquiring you know fintech solutions and really looking to be more of that um, again end-to-end -end solution provider um in fact i know that or i believe i'm right that they were an early investor in cloud verga and so this was something that they were close to as it um kind of as it as it progressed um, but it's one of the things i mean i think about our fantastic sponsor qualia right i mean that's such a fascinating thing that they're doing very related related to um, that title experience because it can get so disparate so fast and how do you pull that together and so I think a lot of the plays that are being made and a lot of these acquisitions talking about things coming together is really just to to strengthen their position and be able to offer more to their customers and so that's how I saw the Stewart play is that they really are are going all in um, on trying to really set themselves apart from all of the other title companies out there um, by you know making these technology plays and really propel themselves um, and innovate into the future in that way. Yep, so that's one. my thought on that one. Um, yep. Let's move a little to CoreLogic and Closing Corp. Um, again, that one was in June. Um, mm -hmm. And that one really, to me, made a lot of sense. You know, uh, CoreLogic is all about data, Closing Corp, um, also, you know, all about data. And so it was something that you know, we know that we've talked about this in prior episodes that, you know, data is kind of the next big frontier. You know, as much as people are um, have been talking about data for a long time, I think we're getting much closer um, to being able to do something with that data. We've had this massive mountain of data and I think people are starting to really refine. In fact, I know you all are doing an incredible job at this, at really making that data um, actionable. And so yep. this is something that, again, to me, this is a play that, that made sense. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, I think same thing. I think the the you know core logic's already such a big data player. Um, it, it's almost one of those when you see smart people make moves, even if you don't fully understand it, you know that there's something really like good and deep in there. And that's yeah. one of those like as good as they are with the data aspect of it. Um, you know that purchase in, in closing corp. You know some of the great features that they have and smart fees and that's used you know across the industry. And so. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out as they build it out more and more. Well, and I think it's going to be, you know, this is one too that I really feel like it's going to deliver, um, you know, a lot of, again, in, intelligence, um, not just to the industry, but that is really going to benefit consumers as well. Um, because that's that's what this is about, is that we're, we're serving consumers, we're serving, you know, um, you know, communities and building communities out there. And so I think this is also one that is going to help people, you know, 
again, not just the industry, but also consumers, you know, get their hands on better data and help make them make, make better decisions. And, you know, Closing Corp's been at it a long time. I remember meeting Bob Jennings. Um, it feels like, well, everything feels like it was 100 years ago, you know, pre-pandemic. Um, but I mean, just even hearing what they were doing back then and, and how they were really being smart about, um, you know, how they were, you know, how they were serving, how they were exposing some of that data and making it again, um, just very actionable for lenders, but also for consumers to be able to benefit from that. I, so I think this is a really cool play. Um, let's talk a little bit about this this big one, you know, yesterday, right? I mean, Encino, very interesting. It's a cloud banking platform, large cloud banking platform, yeah. um, announcing their acquisition of Simple Nexus, which of course is a, you know, primarily a point of sale. Um, and again, Simple Nexus, and I'm sure this was one of those like, you know, slingshot, you know, transactions. Um, they had just acquired LBA Ware, which is probably best known for compensation management, but also have Lime Gear, which is business intelligence. So a lot of interesting things to unpack in this one. So what do you make of this one, Michael? So it it's really like the 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 being two steps ahead, right? Because even when you know I heard about the original, you know, acquisition, the LBA Ware, like you're talking about from a few weeks ago, I was like, Huh, like that's kind of interesting. You know, point of sale systems buying a compensate and a business intelligence platform. And, you know, how does that all like work together? And then when you hear this yesterday, it's like, oh, that all makes sense now. Like that yeah. really makes sense. So you've got somebody that's been really strong in the cloud, you know, the digital, the cloud banking, you know, sphere in Encino. And then, you know, Simple Nexus, who's been, you know, just really gaining more and more market share in the point of sale space, you know, over the last few years. And so now you're seeing, okay, the, the banking side really then acquiring something that's in the really solely in the mortgage space for the most part. So when you're talking about the end to end solutions, when you're talking about, you know, when I think about the way that we pull, you know, verification of assets, all those types of things, like I think that they really are making this play for the full end to end solution. Um, with all of the things that having that digital banking platform is going to allow them for, and then also to a company that's got that big of pockets, um, yes. you know, so the investments yeah. into the the development and the technology that I think we're really going to see in the in the short term. Yeah. Yes, I agree with you. And and you know, knowing the the management team, you know, at Simple Nexus and just a lot of the crew there, you know, it's interesting because I don't know that they necessarily a year ago would have said, oh, we're going off into to banking, right? But I do think, I mean, it's it's a marriage that to me um, I like and makes a lot of sense. Um, and Sino is and Sino is a company that I, I will say that I I always would look at and kind of model um, like certain customer experience things after and just kind of the the way that they would look at their process of working with customers i mean they to me were like a model of that so they're very good at that and simple nexus also is a company that you know really um you know has that same philosophy so again it makes sense um but then also to your point when now simple nexus has got the ability to be that point of sale just like blend blend went into banking right mm -hmm. um blend obviously having gone public wouldn't have been a target but um they went into banking, you know, with that same thing. Let's make it super easy for consumers of all types of loans to be able to, you know, have the simplified process, which consumers are saying that's one of the most important things they're looking for to make it easy for me. <laughs> Don't make this so hard. Um, and then you think about opening up that vertical, you know, purely for Simple Nexus. And then also, of course, Encino now has this, this feature set that's very different than what they had, you know, before, and it really just amplifies their offering. So a lot of good things in there. Michael, yep. is there anything about, you know, all this that gives you pause? 
You know, I, I think that, yeah, I think that there are some things that are kind of a wait and see approach, you know, from me, from the, from the lender side, whereas I think on the short term, the investments into development, I think, you know, the, the speed to get things rolled out is going to, you know, increase, which is really going to benefit us. I think one thing that I'm just, I want to wait and see a little bit is how all of these, um, you know, vendors are going to continue to work together because, you know, what I think that we'd all agree is, you know, prior to maybe three, four, five years ago, people didn't always play as nice in the sandbox, you know, whether it was from, you know, well, who's going to pay for what aspect of it, or, you know, we would rather just build it out ourselves versus, you know, work with somebody who could be a competitor. And we've seen a really, um, I think, a great working relationship between vendors, even some that are in similar spaces over the last few years. And so one thing that I'm going to be interested to see is that some of this play more to keep things then back centralized again, where, hey, instead of us, you know, integrating with all of these different platforms, we're just going to buy a couple so we have an end-to-end -end solution so then we yeah. don't need to focus on, you know, yes. working with outside people. And so it, I might be, you know, thinking about it a little jaded, but I'm, that's just something that I'm going to kind of wait and, and see. I think that's a very interesting point because it's very true. You know, I'm looking back, you know, thinking over my years in, in fintech. Um, definitely, I think there was a time when it was kind of like, okay, we'll build these platforms that have everything in it. And then it was very much like, or we could let people specialize with their things and put them together like Lego bricks and it'll be great. But all of that is based on having great APIs, trading data seamlessly. And I, I don't, I don't know that I can say like, oh, that's just been super easy for everybody to do. Um, and to your very good point, you get into these things of, um, you know, kind of who's the who's the biggest in the room and who's going to pay for that. It's like, well, here's our SDK, here's our SDK, you build to me, right? And so it is very interesting because now some of these moves, to your very good point, are starting to say, maybe is it going back to, hey, we want to have an all-in solution so that we can control it, we know how the data is going to be flowing around, which again could breed a little bit different. Um, a little bit of a different environment when it comes to collaboration, partnership, and so forth. So it'll be interesting to see how some of this plays out. Yeah, that's, yeah, to, to be determined, right? BBD. Yeah, but I think in the short term, you know, I think it's really exciting. And I think even, you know, taking a step back on the banking side of things, I think, you know, historically, banking, I think, is something that we've all looked at as, you know, the systems are a little bit outdated and stuff. So actually to also see just outside of even just mortgage specific, but seeing banks see the value in technology and the client experience, like what you you mentioned a couple of times, I think that's an excitement because I think for so long, you know, in, in some banking areas that, that that's been a little bit um, lost. So yeah. seeing this big kind of rush to that, even on the banking side now, I think it's just going to open up you know, more and more opportunities and create more efficiencies for the borrower experience when it comes to you know, banking, mortgage, yes. real estate transactions. Yes, and have it be more seamless. We could do a whole other episode just on that, on customer experience. So we'll have to probably save that for next time, though. I think we're yeah. probably coming up on time. Yes, we are. Well, thank you so much, Sue. Uh, this has been great. I think I think this is probably going to be a follow-up episode again, too. You know, a year from now as we look at more yeah. exactly. Uh, but thank you, Sue. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, make sure to hit that subscribe button to the Mortgage Innovators YouTube channel or wherever you podcast. And until next time, talk to you later. Hi, everybody.